But any of the stories that I tell that have uh, things like robbery, breaking and entering, underage sex, drug use, honestly, those are all the made-up ones. Uh, hey, hello and welcome. Hi. Hi, how are you? Are you okay? Are you all right? That's fine. I'm too, I, I guess. Uh, hey, it's that time once again. It's Dan Class. Uh, time for the bitterest pill. I'm, uh, you know, you know that I'm here in the garage, right? Uh, I'm here in the garage. It's a, it's a Sunday night. Uh, I'm in a box under the flight path of Los Angeles, you know, International Airport. And, and I record these little recordings. Tonight, I'm actually recording one of these little recordings. Um, you know, uh, live via Ustream, uh, stream. Okay. Which means, um, not only will I attempt to, uh, you know, tell some sort of story, uh, a story that I have not decided upon yet, <laughs> but also, um, while telling the story, not crumble, um, from the fact that I'm staring at myself back at myself through the computer and um i'm having that realization that i'm no longer uh 17 so hey how are you how are you i mean it's always you know i always talk about myself i never ask you uh, about you how, how do you feel uh, about me anyway that, that's an old joke people used to say about steve martin i'm sorry so um yeah it's sunday night i was gonna do this last night but you know it's summer it's summer and every night the kids go to bed roughly 15 minutes later than they did the night before. So I, I figure in about a month, it's going to be all-nighters. It's going to be all-nighters uh, because what happened What happened last night and even the night before? Oh, see, that's part of the problem. Ah, I see. See, uh, so they go to bed later, but then my daughter does manage to wake up at 6.30. This is not working out for me. And then what, but see, now we're in the bad situation because she uh, is up till... 10:30 as is h then they she gets up at she gets up at 6:30 and yells at all of us until we wake up li- literally screaming and then she falls asleep around 4 p.m. takes a little nap you know we get a, f- a few hours off and then uh, and then she's up till 11 so they're up right now both the kids what time is it 10:17 p.m. on a sunday night both the kids are up they're watching uh, america's funniest home videos on tivo keeping my wife up and I snuck, literally snuck. I didn't tell anybody I was coming out here. I didn't like, I just happened to be walking out with the laptop and the camera. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, how are you? Yeah? Okay, good. All right, I'm going to take, I'm going to, uh, you know, I have no, I mean, really, I got. No, I have no idea what you to talk about right now. So I'm literally going to go to the phones. Will you come with me to, to the phones? Let's see. Uh, hey, Dan, I wanted to thank you for your last episode. The last 10 minutes really hit me in a way I really needed. Uh, the problem with that catfish uh, slash web cramp is uh, I don't remember what the last 10 minutes of the show was about. Is that, what was that? See, I don't listen. I, it's, I, I actually find this all quite boring. How you do it, I have no idea. Uh, I think it was that thing about living in the in the moment, which... You know, I can't do. It's impossible for me to do, honestly. But uh, I try every once in a while, take a little break, and uh, actually enjoy something for 10 seconds. Today, uh, it was trimming something. 
I always wondered how you come up with topics. <laughs> it floors me that you're able to every week. I have a two-hour radio show every Saturday, and I sit there saying not much more than um, um, um. Well, that's pretty much what this is, uh, Henry, honestly, Mr. Herman. How, uh, see, that's just it. Sometimes I don't come up with topics, and that can be a big problem. And I keep trying to think of some, because it's very summary now. And I keep trying to think of some summertime topic to uh, discuss. And you know what? No guts. The only thing I can think of is, and I maybe I've already even told you this story about the, the year that my high school friends and I decided to, uh, to uh, compete, and I use the term quite loosely, in the Rochester, I don't even remember what it's called, but there's a, like a raft race. There's a ra- or there was anyway in in the you know late seventies early eighties there was this raft race every year in Rochester and people would race you you guessed it down the Genesee River drinking Genesee beer it's part of the recycling program that they started very early on you you just drink you drink the beer you put it right back in the river you drink it you put it right back in the river it, it's good well um. Yeah, one year, all, my friends from high school and I all decided we were going to build a raft and uh, join the raft race. Raft race. Raft. Can you just say it? Raft race. Mm. Now, that is not that unusual. A bunch of high school guys, maybe they just got out of high school, they decided to be in a raft race and drink beer in the middle of the afternoon in Rochester, New York, and all that. It's not, honestly, that unusual. The crazy kind of weird thing looking back is the level of intelligence of the group of guys that I was dealing with is so superior. I mean, these guys, seriously, I'm trying to think of who it was, but one guy who um, is essentially a brilliant, he's like this brilliant chemical engineer. So who I think now is the lead programmer at uh, eBay. Who is, uh, you know, this uh, very erudite English teacher slash professor, theater teacher slash professor in uh, New York. And uh, who, uh, you know, is some kind of uh, weird genius. And and then me, obviously. (laughs) There's got to be a shallow end to every pool, my friend. That's where I come in. Uh, They were the brains... And I was the uh, balls. Brain, we got brains and, we, and then me. Okay. And the reason I say it's strange that uh, it was with these guys, because they're, they're all really smart guys. The reason I say that is because we decided to make our raft by essentially fastening a series of oil drums to a couple of planks of plywood. Obviously... Throwing out all concern for things like uh, uh, flotation, uh, aerody- what, what do you call aerodynamics in water? Water dynamics? There, it was not streamlined in any way. It was basically a brick that would most likely float as long as it didn't take on water into these huge, huge empty <laughs> liquid containing, formerly liquid containing vessels. So that was our big plan. Our big plan was to uh, build this raft out of huge barrels and planks of plywood. Now, problem number one, we, we don't have barrels. Okay, we have no barrel. I don't know where we got this idea. We had no barrels. Where do you get barrels? We have no barrels and we have no planks of plywood. 
we have a bad idea, and that's it. Access to a couple station wagons. So where we what what where what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Well, this is where I come in. Now, uh, let, first of all, let me say that this story is not necessarily true. I'll just say that right off the bat. This is most likely a fictitious story that I've made up in my head, and none of these events actually happened. Much like any of the other stories that I tell that have anything to do with uh, anything illegal, there those are the story. Everything else is true, but any of the stories that I tell that have uh, things like robbery, breaking and entering, underage sex, drug use, uh, crossing, uh, you know, national borders illegally, anything like that. Honestly, those are all the made up ones. Those are all complete bull. I, I just, you know, I just, I, I try to make my life seem more interesting by adding those in. But the truth is, it's not true. So in my fictitious story, what I, this, this was my big idea. Uh, what we would do is drive to the next town over to a big construction site right on one of the main roads. We lived in uh, Fairport and we drove over to Pittsford. Now over in Pittsford, they were building something. And we knew they were building something because it was right on the main road. It wasn't even on a side road. That would have been too uh, smart and easy. It was right on the main road. Now, here's, here's you know the Dan plan. The Dan plan is that we would not go at night to steal plywood and barrels. Because that would look too suspicious. If in the night, under the cover of darkness, when no one could see us and no one would be looking... If we would go in then to steal barrels for a raft and plywood for a raft, that that did not seem like a smart way to go to me. My idea was to drive over there in broad daylight and act as if we were allowed to take the stuff. Okay, you're right. So we go over there at five at night, obviously completely broad daylight in the summertime. A couple, again, fictitious story. A couple of the guys get out of the car. We back, you know, we've backed it up onto the, this construction site. A couple of the guys get out. I get out after them and start going, all right, got, listen, Joe said we got to get six barrels and a couple of uh, four by eight sheets of plywood. Probably, I think he said an inch. So you guys get the barrels. We're going to go over and get the plywood and hurry up. Okay. I'm not joking around. We got to get out of here and get back over to Penfield. And without questioning any of it, without without convincing me that it was a bad idea, somehow I convinced four or five of the smartest dudes I've ever met in my life to steal plywood and barrels in broad daylight. So we do. We load up. I don't remember who had such a big, huge station wagon, but I'm talking old school, wood paneled, you know, town squire style station wagon, loading it up with, with uh, oil drums and plywood. So we took it over to somebody's house and we made our stupid raft. Now, and, and when I say stupid raft, again, okay, bad idea. Clue number two. Do you have any idea how cumbersome six or eight oil, empty oil barrels strapped to plywood might be? Do you realize how heavy something like that might be to then 
get it into the station wagon, drive it to the Genesee River, then remove it from the station wagon and somehow lower it gracefully into the river. Completely disregarding the notion that we would eventually need to lift it out of the river and remove it from said river and return it to Fairport. No regard for that whatsoever. So we show up on the day. People have boats. These aren't rafts like Tom Sawyer with just a couple of sticks and an oar. They have boats. They have paddles. They have coverings, awnings for the sunshine. They've got food and drink and beer and they've got radios. They're all tuned to the same rock station that support that, uh, you know, sponsors the thing. What do we have? Stolen plywood. Stolen plywood, oil barrels and nothing else. Except I had to have a watch on. Why? Uh, uh, Screw up uh, number three for me. Forgot to ask for the day off work. Just kind of in all the excitement of the plywood and the theft, the station wagons, all that kind of forgot to ask for the day off at Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut kind of expecting me to be there for my normal uh, three o'clock or four o'clock shift. Which... Uh, honestly, uh, would require that I leave the river uh, about halfway. Now, I'm not afraid of swimming in the Genesee River. I've probably done it uh, many times, or at least, uh, you know, gone swimming in bodies of water that uh, either lead to or from or are supplied by the Genesee that, that That's not the issue. The issue is, once we go halfway down the river from uh, the start to the mid... If I do jump off the raft and swim ashore, how, how am I getting back to the car? How am I going to get back to the car? How far is it going to be? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I got to get back to the car. And I got to get back to the car. I gotta, first of all, I got to drive my own car. And then I got to keep my car keys with me. That's no big deal. But I got to go swimming with the car keys. Don't lose those, don't lose those, don't lose those, don't lose those, don't lose those. And then what do I, what, I got to run back to the car? I have no idea. And honestly, I think, um, I don't remember uh, consuming beer that afternoon in any quantity. Uh, we did that sort of thing in those days, in this fictitious story. We were all of age, by the way, in those days, uh, legal drinking age in New York State, 18 years old. I'm on, I'm telling you, this is true. I'm honestly telling you, I do not remember drinking that day. However, I also don't remember uh, getting back to the car and driving to work. A raft made out of oil barrels with sheets of plywood on top is potentially the slowest water-going vessel ever created by man. We would have done better if we each just sat on top of an individual barrel or an individual piece of plywood, but the combination was titanic in nature. We went nowhere. 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 It just kind of sat there. Now, it never took on water. It barely moved for the three hours that I had to spend there 
I assume then that it wasn't a long run back to the car, which is why I don't understand getting back to the car. For all I know, we just pushed ourselves back to shore and I jumped out and got in the car in 10 seconds. It wasn't really about the race. It was really about being in the race. It was really about making the raft, hanging out with those guys that year, that summer, you know. It was really about getting the plywood and getting the oil drums, getting them back to Penfield before Joe got pissed. The story has no uh, pithy ending at all, but I, th- I thought I would, I thought I might as well tell you, uh, you know, and maybe I've already told, uh, you know, I don't know. The reason, the reason that I thought of it is because it, it deals with, um, you know, 4th of July is coming up. So it's a 4th of July story-ish kind of thing. College roommate, karate, chicks, uh, what else? I guess that's it. So. The summer after my uh, my freshman year of high school, my the roommate that I would have the next year, my my friend Scott, Scott got me this job where he and I would fill tubes of silicone, silicone lubricant, some kind of lubricant for Kodak brand Xerox copiers, if you know what I mean. Scott would fill them, and then this girl would seal them, and then I would squeeze them to make sure they were sealed, and that was our job. So he, he lived, he grew up in Syracuse, but he was living in Rochester so he could do this uh, tube filling job that we would do on the night shift or whatever. So, um, and he was around for 4th of July. So we, um, we went over to our friend's house. I think it was, uh, was it Kathy's house? I guess so. So we go over to Kathy's house. We're all going to go into the city to see real fireworks into the city of Rochester. So Scott and Kathy, my friend, and then, uh, you know, a couple other, you know, female friends. And so we piled into a bunch of cars and maybe this is why I don't live in the moment, why I'm not spontaneous because, so we go down we watch the fireworks and the place is packed and people are just walking around everywhere and, uh, you know, you know, doing this and that, the things people do on 4th of July and there's one of those split second type of decision moments. And I don't even remember how this happened. All I remember is a car pulled up with two or three very attractive women in it that I did not know. And these girls invite A.S. and I to get into the car. And completely out of character, we do it. Now, I'm pretty sure the reason I did it was I had all through high school worked to have tremendous sway over the uh, female population of the school. I had long feathered hair and I had my aviator glasses that were tinted about halfway. You know what I mean? I mean, the whole I, I worked it for four years from go to geek to chic. But what happened was around graduation time. I went to a party, a graduation party. And all these girls were there from another school. And they weren't buying any of it. 
See, I hadn't I hadn't put in four years convincing them that I uh, was happening. They were just, you know, it was just cold. They came in cold, looked me up and down and went, <laughs> okay, we're not. No, thank you. Next, please. Check. Waiter. Anything. So I think I think it was just so kind of taken by the fact that these completely random chicks are stopping and throwing open the car and asking they her, if we need a ride. We're like, yeah, sure. We have no idea where they're from, where they're going. We have no idea if they're drunk or so. We have no idea of anything. All we know is we are not the guys that usually do stuff like this. But here we go. We jump in the car. They assume and me. And we drive off. Now, leaving my roommate with Kathy and the other girls to fend for himself. Listen, they're friends of ours. You're, you know, you're the new guy. You're handsome. You're built. Go forth, my friend. Do what you got. You know what I mean? Make make some way with Kathy and the girlfriends. We're going to go off with these strange chicks. I don't know where we're going. I'm sure this is going to be fun. Listen, all I got to do is just, you know, go with this. Listen, I'm young. It's 4th of July. It's the birth of a nation. This is we, we fought for our independence. I am an independent guy. I got no girlfriend. I got no ties. Let's do this. Let's do something. Holy cow, you just smashed into another car. You just smashed, honey. You just smashed into another car. Why did you do that? I've been in this car 10 seconds. I'm finally doing something spontaneous and you're getting us into an accident? How much have you... you really, you've had that much... You've had that much to drink. You've had that much to drink? How much? Holy cow. Are you serious? Listen, we're not... We're, we don't know you. We don't know you and we're getting out. I don't know where we are. I don't know where we are. I don't know where we are, but we're getting out of the car right now. And we got out of the car. Got out of the car somewhere in downtown Rochester. I have no idea. And we ran off. We ran off from the hot girls that can't drive. Hey, listen, we can't stick around. Hot girls can't drive. We can't do that. Listen, we don't know where this is going. Right? We got to be up in the morning. I got to go to, uh, you know, uh, squeeze tubes. Okay, maybe not in the morning. Probably weren't working on the 5th of July, but you know what I mean. In a couple of days, I got to go squeeze tubes. In the night, I'm on the night shift. I can't hang around here while you convince the uh, cops you're sober. I don't know how we got back. I, I assume we called someone. I don't know who. I don't think it was my roommate. Somehow we got a lift back to Kathy's house. Scott was there. He was just hanging out with the girls, being a gentleman. You know what's cool about your roommate? Whether it's your past roommate, your future roommate, whatever. As soon as someone signs up to be your roommate, they are completely understanding when you get in a car with strange girls on the 4th of July. You just, you get a pass. You're with your roommate. Hey, listen, some girls drive up. And pull up, and there's they're only asking two, and there's three or four. Hey, go with God. Go. You just go. You just go. And whenever you get back, listen, that's cool. Because it's the 4th of July. And if you got to go with some strange chicks and smash into another car and run away, then, then uh, you know. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light how proudly we, uh, you know, Stand or hail or whatever. What do we? How, what do we do proudly? By the twilight's last uh, gleaming. I'm sorry, Scott.
I'm sorry. But thanks, dude. And happy fourth. All right, thanks for tuning in for, uh, to my, uh, you know, just pre-fourth. I'm, You know, I probably talked to you before the fourth. I don't even know why I'm getting all fourthy on you. But happy, if I don't talk to you, happy fourth. You know, happy Independence Day, America. And uh, to all my British listeners. <laughs> I have to do that once, you know, just once a year. That's all. We, we light fireworks and we celebrate the fact that, you know, we're not uh, Canada. I mean, isn't that really what it is? Let's let, let, let's be honest. And and frankly, is that something we should even be celebrating? I've been to Canada. It's actually quite nice. Maybe it wouldn't have been such a horrible thing. You know? Think about it. Just be just have an open mind. That's all I'm saying. All right, this is the bitter spill on Dan Class. I'm in my garage. It's getting hotter than hell in here. I got to open the door. Uh, 206-309-0130. Breaker, breaker, one, nine, ten, four, everybody. All right, uh, you know, uh, you know, yeah. You know what I mean. All right, thanks for downloading. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Hey, Dan, it's, uh, Henry Herman. Uh, just wanted to say I really enjoyed your Ustream last night. Uh, and I wanted to make sure everybody knows that uh, they can join us. Anyone can join if you care to share this on the podcast. Uh, go to Ustream.tv and uh, just do a search for Dan Class and you will find him. I don't believe there's another Dan Class. He was the one and only Dan Class, you know. No one compares. Uh, but no, it was very it was very fun and it was great to see you do a show rather than just listen to it. It was, it was an interesting perspective on the whole thing. Um, and also, you know, join Twitter. If you aren't on Twitter, join Twitter and follow Dan because he has some interesting updates periodically. It's kind of fun. But, uh, no, I just wanted to say thank you. It was a joy. It was a pleasure. It was an honor, my good man. And uh, look forward to seeing you again sometime soon. Take care. You have a great week. And uh, happy fourth. Bye-bye. The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media. JacketMedia.com, makers of fine podcasts since 2004.